Hi, I'm Sola Elwaley, and one fun fact that most people don't know about me is that I can't swim. I've taken lots of lessons. Everyone I meet actually wants to teach me how to swim, but I have a weird, irrational fear of water. I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that talks to chefs and talented cooks to get to the root of one important question. What is your one recipe? The one that always holds you up. The one you can tweak and spin and riff on any number of ways, and it always, always brings a smile to your face. Well, this week, we're rubbing shoulders and trading stories with a friend of mine, Sola El Sola and I worked together a few years back in a test kitchen, and I think of her as the quintessential modern food person. She's a wildly influential chef, recipe developer, video host, and the author of a forthcoming cookbook. But I'll let her tell you all about that. Sola, it's so good to see you. So good to chat with you again. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Oh my gosh. Thank, thank you for coming on. Like, I feel like I've seen you do everything. You are the woman, the myth, the legend. Like, <laughs> you've got like 19 video series going on. We got the mystery menu on New York Times cooking, ancient recipes with Sola on uh, the History Channel. We've got so many other little fun surprises in store. You are really the food person around town. <laughs> and now you're also developing a cookbook. How has that been going? Uh, well, I, a couple weeks ago, I finally finished the edits on my manuscript. Go off. Okay. So the last, like the last round of working on that was pretty terrible. I spent 10 weeks without leaving the house. Oh no. Uh-huh. I mean, I gotta say your timing is impeccable though. Cause if you're not going to leave the house for 10 weeks, I feel like this is the time to really do it. It's summer. It's swampy. <laughs> so I think you timed it really well. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't get, like, I, like, actually literally didn't leave the house. Like, my husband, Ham, took care of walking the dog, so I didn't get any sun. I got super, like, just depressed, I think, vitamin D depleted. And, ooh, like, the last couple of weeks I've been done, and I've just been, like, spending more time just trying to soak in some sun and get healthy again. I love this, uh, this Sola kind of, like, reunion tour, mainly celebrating you reuniting with vitamin D. Um, <laughs> It's been nice. So, I'm like, wow, right? sun is important. I'm going to try and get some every day. <laughs> but I feel like if anyone can do all that, you can definitely finish the cookbook process. Yeah. So what all do you have left of it? Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah. Um, so right now the manuscript is in like the copy edit phase. So I did all mm-hmm. like the the big edits where you're changing paragraphs around and stuff like that. So now it's in copy and the big project is design. So there's a lot of photos, like a lot, like over a thousand photos. Okay, you better give us a whole (laughs) coffee table book. I'm ready for it. Yeah, so getting those photos organized is is a lot. And then we still don't have a title. Ooh, well, it's so funny that you say that because um, we at The One Recipe are such big fans and just want to support you and make things easier however we can. So we've actually prepared some very bad but also potentially very good really cookbook titles. Brainstorm session? So, just for you. Okay. Brainstorm session. I'm into it. Here we go. First one. Mm-hmm. Give us your honest feedback. You know, this is a safe space. Okay. We just we just want to hear it all. Sola's super splendid suppository of recipes cookbook story. <laughs> suppository makes me think of the medication that goes up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Valid feedback. We hear you. We're listening. Okay. I, I, I like uh, the alliteration, though. Yeah, got mm-hmm. you. Okay, okay. Maybe you'll like this one a little bit better. It could have been worse. That I love. <laughs> that I love. Oh. It's one of the phrases I've heard you say so much. Oh, I uh, like that. And it's just a great mindset. Okay, hold on. I need to take note. It could have been worse. <laughs> that is a good name. Okay, okay. And then the last one is just, I'd eat that. I'd eat that. <gasps> That's good, too. I'd eat that. Guys. See? Some very bad, very good recipe titles. <laughs> but something I have been dying to hear more about is the History Channel show that you had, Ancient Recipes. How did that start? What's the deal there? Well, I always really liked old cookbooks. My husband and I have been collecting them since we've met. We actually have, like, quite a few now. He recently just went to New Orleans for a work trip and came back with a bunch of vintage cookbooks. They're hilarious and also a little scary when you read them because <laughs> they're all a little bit like, hmm, this is what women should do and stay away from Ooh. those Orientals. <laughs> ah, not even coded, not even subtle no, racism, no, sexism. Subtle. Just bring it all out. <laughs> but it's really, it's really interesting reading through them because so much of food that we think it's delicious now. It was always like, like our palates haven't changed that much, even though a lot of dishes and techniques have. We all seem to love the same things. And then they approached me after I did this ancient recipe for mac and cheese on the Babish culinary universe. They were really nice. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So boom. Amazing. Done. Done. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's no one better equipped to handle all of those different series that are pulling on, like, all these different, very niche kind of realms of food knowledge. You are the perfect person to do that. You are also the only person who has ever been able to make my dad sob over fried chicken. <laughs> Can I tell the story? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, do it. Do it. Okay. So basically, this was when Sola and I were working together. Sola, again, was developing a... Kind of like a lighter riff on fried chicken, kind of experimenting with textures, just kind of seeing what what we can swap in where. So this was, of course, a day where my dad flew in from Houston to visit the office and was just basically like, okay, I just want to see everything. I want to touch everything. Like, very much tourist dad. So he goes up to where Sol is working on the recipe. And, you know, at the time, Sol had already put out a few batches of the chicken and was just letting people taste it and give feedback. My dad takes one bite and immediately starts walking around the kitchen, like, looking for the person who made this. Finds Sola, and just, like, in the proudest dad way, is just putting her on the spot, <laughs> asking you all these questions, and it's just, like, also starting to, like, get emotional. So I just want to say, for the rest of the trip, no matter what we ate, no matter where we went, after every meal, my dad is just like... Yeah, but, you know, tell Sola to give me the recipe whenever she's done with it. I would love to make it. Wait, did you uh, give your saying, dad the recipe ultimately? I did, okay, yes, okay, I good. did. And um, he ended up saying that it tasted like my grandmother's recipe, which is Ooh, wild. That's amazing. I, I mean, I, I get emotional over fried chicken, so I am not... I'm not taken aback by that. So now that you've successfully developed a fried chicken recipe that made my dad cry, I want to know what your one recipe is and whether it'll make our listeners cry. Okay, my one recipe. This is the thing that I make all the time. And actually, because we're going to be talking about it, we're going to make it for dinner tonight. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a Spanish tortilla. Okay, such a great choice. Don't know what to make for dinner? 
make a Spanish tortilla. So can you kind of explain for listeners what a Spanish tortilla is? Okay, so it's like, everyone knows what a frittata is. It's like a big, thick omelet with stuff in it. So it's like mm-hmm. that, except the stuff is just potatoes slowly cooked in olive oil. So the potatoes become like super creamy and tender and absorb all of that olive oil flavor. And then that gets mixed into the eggs and baked really slowly. And it should be like really tender and custardy and... It's good warm, it's good at room temperature, it's good cold. It's like a great thing to just make a big one and then you have something to eat all week long. Ah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Wait, so so when were you first kind of introduced to the recipe? I did like the very cliche thing of backpacking through Europe after college. Uh, but okay, so I'm old. Let me start okay, with that. Okay. No, I'm... Just for, for <laughs> listeners, I'm rolling my eyes incredibly hard no, right no, now. No, no, I'm keep on almost going. 40 years old, Jesse. Carl, shut up. <laughs> I just okay. really Okay, well, thank skin. you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been lovely. Um, <laughs> I got to go make this tortilla. Thank you. Uh, Sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish. Okay, but so <laughs> when I went backpacking, it was really different than when you go backpacking now because there wasn't internet. You didn't have social media. There was no Airbnb. So I stayed in hostels with strangers and got lost a lot. And I was really, really, before this trip, I was really, really uptight. Like I still am, but I'm, I've really chilled out. And a big thing was this trip because I had like a really detailed itinerary and then I got lost immediately. I took the wrong train and then it ended up being, it was like kismet because I ended up on this car with other people who are from Southern California and then we ended up becoming really good friends and then I just ended up hanging out with them and I kind of met people in different places and instead of following an itinerary I just like ended up making friends and then going with them to the next town so that's how I ended up in Spain because it was never my plan my plan was really to get to France but I couldn't afford it still haven't been you know we'll get there post-publishing but yeah maybe after the cookbook that'll be the goal so then more about this recipe how did you start incorporating it into your cooking routine well I Spain ended up being where I stayed the longest. And then when I came back, I was just like obsessed with that style of eating, like just tapas and eating for hours. So as soon as I came home, I just started making that food. But a lot of it is really hard to recreate because a lot of Spanish food is about the ingredients. But tortillas, you got potatoes and you've got eggs. So that is one of those ones that anyone anywhere can make. And it's just become like a total go-to. And you can use any kind of potato. I like it best with like a creamier Yukon gold, but you can use russets. This time of year, it's really nice to do it with potatoes from the market. Depending on what size, you can make it small or big. It's cooked in a skillet. You need a high-sided skillet. And I'll put some whole potatoes in the skillet to kind of eyeball how many will fit in the pan. And then you peel the potatoes, cut them into like quarter-inch thick coins, and then you're going to put them in the skillet and almost completely cover them in olive oil. It's going to feel like so much olive oil, but you can reuse the olive oil. And the key is the olive oil. And then you're going to cook it on like a really medium, low, medium heat. The temperature you cook it at is really vital because if you cook it too low, it's just going to fall apart. And if you cook it too high, they're going to turn into French fries. So you want to hit for like this gentle bubbling until the potatoes get really tender and then strain that out. Now that olive oil has a lot of starch in it now, so you can't use it for frying, but you can reuse it to make more tortillas 
or、um, I love to use it for low temperature cooking, so you don't have to worry about the starches burning. So you're not wasting the fat. I know it's like so scary. You're like you need two cups of oil or something like that, but you're gonna reuse this oil, and you're gonna keep making tortillas. Like in Spain, they just make tortillas all day long with the same olive oil. It gets very potatoy. So then you got these potatoes cooked in olive oil.、Uh, oh, also lots of salt. Yes, please season your food. We are begging. While the potatoes are cooking in the olive oil, heavily, heavily season that oil. So your potatoes should come out tender and creamy and nicely salted. You're going to beat some eggs for like a smaller six to eight inch pan. I need about five eggs. If I want to go for a bigger ten inch skillet, I might need ten eggs. You can kind of like eyeball it. So、yeah. whip up your eggs. Big pinch of salt per egg. And then you're going to fold those warm potatoes into the eggs. It's going to warm up the eggs. The potatoes will be hot, so you're going to think it's going to scramble, but it's going to be okay. Just warm it up. Pour that back in the skillet. Cook it on the stovetop on like medium low heat until it stops jiggling so much. And then pop it under a broiler to set the top. Flip it over. Sprinkle it with some paprika, and you're in freaking Spain. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So, can you kind of walk us through what the visual cues or the auditory cues that people should be looking for to know when it's time to flip? So, you want to cook it on the stovetop until you're going to see the edges get a little bit set. The center is going to be a little wet, but when you shake the pan, the whole thing should kind of move together in one mass, almost like a jello, a pancake. Oh, kind of like a, it's a lot like a pancake. Kind of set but wet on top. You're gonna smell it. The bottom is gonna be getting brown, so you'll you'll smell like the toasty egg smell. And then pop it under the broiler. It cooks very quickly once it goes under the broiler. You're just cooking that top. It's gonna get a little bit golden brown, crackly, and like totally set. And yeah, this is not the time to try to multitask. You can multitask when you're beating the eggs and letting the potatoes soften. But the second it goes into the oven, like actually pay attention. That's a very good rule. Anytime you use a broiler, everything、yeah. should stop. Yep. So then, it, say you're blowing this up to to feed a crowd or to suit a dinner party. What kinds of things are you serving it with? So you can totally just have a slice of tortilla and some baguette and a salad. But we love to like turn it into a full blown tapas party by getting a whole bunch of canned fish, mackerel, clams, cockles, anchovies, whatever you can find, tuna. You can get fancier stuff, or you can just get like the roll-in stuff from the grocery store. A really simple way to jazz up any canned fish is drain off the oil that it comes in, because that can be a little bit fishy. Put it on a nice plate. I don't know. Ham. My husband really likes to take the sardines and arrange them like a little sunflower. <laughs> oh, that's so cute! Just another reason why I'm in love with your husband. <laughs> And then drizzle it with some fresh olive oil. You can even use the olive oil that you cooked the potatoes in. It just freshens it up, and then sprinkle with a little paprika or a little chopped herbs, and it's gonna feel like you have this like really big, fancy thing. We like to do like sardines, clams, the tortilla, a baguette, and then a simple salad. It's delicious. That really is so light and so easy. And like one of the best things that I love about Spanish tortillas is that they are so good at room temperature. Yeah, they're almost better than when they're like fresh out of the broiler or fresh out of the the skillet because then it has time to like set, fully come together.、Mm-hmm. 
And you can make it like, what, 15 minutes to a few hours ahead of time? Definitely, right? yeah. Like if you're going to have people over for brunch, you can make it like first thing in the morning and just have it hang out. And then you can just do whatever else you need to do to get ready for your party. You can actually prepare all of your little conservas, your little preserved fish, get them all decked out with paprika and olive oil and just have it hang out at room temp while you like have a drink and calm down and prepare for your guests to arrive. Well, Sola, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to have you, and we're looking forward to seeing if we get a book title credit. <laughs> Anytime. Sola El is a chef, recipe developer, and a cookbook author in the making. You can find the recipe for that endlessly riffable Spanish tortilla on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Cameron Wiley, and digital producer James Napoli. Special thanks to Shannon Harrison at Houston Public Media and Gary O'Keefe at Marketplace Studios. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic. 